0: with Kimberlyn Lavelle, and this episode is Safety Impacts Education. So this is not an episode I really planned on doing, um, but it was something I was reflecting on. Last week, if you are listening at a different point or somewhere else in the world and are hiding under a rock and don't know, last week there was another mass shooting at a school. Elementary school. 19 children were murdered. Two teachers were murdered. It's not okay. I, I have a lot of anger and frustration around that. I have a whole lot of sadness and heartbreak. But I'm trying not to just stop there. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm feeling very determined that this, we need to take action, um, collectively, everyone, this needs to stop. No one wants children being murdered. And schools should be a safe place. No one should think that their child might be murdered at school. It is horrifying that it happens and that it keeps happening. So I'm determined to take whatever action I can, you know, donations, emails, phone calls, petitions, done. But I also felt like, well, what else? I was talking with a group that we're all talking about doing a nationwide walkout, um, all teachers, all students. And then we were talking about even growing it to all, all employees, just walking out and not just for a day. Not just for a week, not just for a month, but for as long as it takes until something actually happens, um, until something substantial happens to actually help make children safer. Um, the, the rhetoric is, is rhetoric. Uh, it's a bunch of propaganda and it's, it's infuriating, but that's not really what I'm talking about today. So. If you want to know more about any of that, reach out to me. Um, and and I also want to acknowledge that it's not just a gun issue. Um, now, no other country has the issue, the mass shooting issue that we have. So it is a gun issue. But there's also definitely issues with mental health services not being accessible to people. There's issues of bullying um, there's too much of an emphasis on individualism in our society that all are impacting people, not being empathetic and caring about other people. So beyond all of that, beyond all of those big huge issues and some just definite actions that we can take as individuals to help make things better. I also want to offer something to you. So this week I want to take some time to speak about safety and how safety impacts education. So if we think about the hierarchy of needs now, I originally learned about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And then a year or two ago, I found out that indigenous people, the Blackfoot people have actually taught very similar hierarchies or had a very similar one very long before Maslow. Now they might not have put in, in a pyramid. I don't, I don't know how they described it, but they had that basic concept. Um, and actually there's one a lot deeper, you know, we kind of stopped at that self-actualization and they went on to community and culture and continuing our, if you think about like, you know, it's not just about our own personal growth, but bigger than that, our family, our community, our society, our species. And they kind of had that bigger picture. Um, But if we think about that hierarchy of needs, this is what I'm I'm really, the concept I really wanted to talk about is on a personal level. So if we go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs on a personal level, the concept of this is that we have some basic needs that have to be met in order to have this space in our lives to access the best of ourselves. We can't actually like learn if we are not fed, rested and feeling safe. So fed schools in California, and I'm assuming all over the country, offer free breakfast and lunch to any child. You used to have to qualify for it, um, free and reduced lunch program. And you had to like show that you didn't make enough money to pay for food for your kid. Now it doesn't matter how much money you make. Everybody can come and get free breakfast. Everybody can come and get free lunch. Uh, it's free. So you, so we know that everyone, every child can be fed. Now, yes, I have issues with the quality of that food and the nutritional aspects of that food. It's not perfect. But what I'm saying is, that need is being met to a degree. Yes, we could do better, but we're trying. Rested, you know, there, that's one that is hard for schools to provide. We're trying to do what we can. Um, their, schools are encouraging parents to send their kids to bed early. They, at the IEP meetings, um, when I'm sitting in on an IEP meeting, the nurse says, Oh, you know, we're talking to your child. And they said they go to bed at 10 o'clock. And I just want to remind you that, blah, 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 you know, and she's encouraging parents, get your kid to bed early. Your, you know, kids need sleep. So we're, we're encouraging that. Um, schools also provide mental health services to a certain extent, you know, we have to stay in the scope of education, but if there's something about their mental health that is impacting their education at school, then we can provide some level of supports and services, you know, short-term counseling or a longer term counseling, depending on exactly what all is going on there. Um... And, and a lot more of that is happening than ever before, you know, in just the last year, a lot of mental health services, it was like the, the team in my, my school district that I was working in really ramped it up. Um, so schools are really trying to step in and provide help to parents in supporting those basic needs of kids so that they can feel, they can be fed, they can be rested, they can be, feel safe and seen and supported emotionally and socially. Um, And that's, that's why I love and I support public schools. They are desperately trying to save the world one child at a time, right? They are, they're trying. The system is broken. The system is behind the times. It's far too bureaucratic. And it's never been better in my opinion. It's, they're constantly are trying to update and get with the times on things. So it can be frustrating that they're not doing enough sometimes, but also I want to acknowledge that they are doing a lot and they are, they are trying. Okay. But this episode isn't really about public schools, um, because this podcast is aimed at parents and how parents can support their child's education. So to support your child's education, you need to be sure that your child's needs are met. You need to make sure that they are fed, you know, make sure your kid is getting fed adequately with nutritious food, ideally, which is the thing I would like to see a little bit better in the public schools. Um, Make sure your child is getting adequate sleep. Think about if you have to wake your child up in the morning, they're not getting enough sleep. So that that's, that's one clue. Um, And it, it's not necessarily that if they have a hard time falling asleep at night, it's because they're not tired. Sometimes that has to do with a lot of other things. Um, There, it could be, you know, just their cycle of like, they tend to stay up later and need to sleep in later, which does happen more in teenagers. And I was going to come back to that later. It can also be that they've spent too much time on screens and we know that that blue light that we get from screens can impact our sleep. So that can be a factor. So anyway, but if you're having trouble, if you have to wake your child up in the morning, they're not getting enough sleep. So do what you can to solve that problem. And then emotionally, we need to make sure that our kids are feeling seen, loved, understood. That emotional support is, is huge in allowing them to feel ready to then learn something for the day. Right. Um, make sure your kid is clean, dress comfortably, all of that. Now, one that's a little less obvious that a lot of us forget to think about is sensory needs. Are they sensitive to light or sound? You know, I had a student years ago who wore a baseball cap in class to protect from oversensitivity of light. Um, There's other kids that wear headphones for oversensitivity of sound. So, or certain textures, you know, are you sending them to school in clothes that they can't stand or can they, does it bother them? The pencil on paper, does that like texture irritate them? find out and look into those things Uh, do they need pressure you know any kind of squeezing or anything that would help a weighted jacket or anything like that do they need more movement in general yes (laughs) Uh, most for most kids they're not getting enough movement they need more (coughs) sorry i'm getting over a cold so we need to make sure we're meeting all of those needs Any of those things can distract your child from being able to focus on their education, their learning, the things that are interesting to them, they're getting hung up on other things instead. And that's true, whether they're homeschooled or schooled in a more traditional setting, however they're learning, wherever they're learning, they need to have those basic needs met. But because we are not a single person living alone, we are relational beings. We live in community with others. How other people are doing does impact us. We have to do everything we can to help the bigger picture. So let's say your kids in public school or a traditional school, there might be a cranky first grader that kind of ruins your kid's day because that kid didn't get enough sleep. And your child happened to be standing too close to them at lunch and got picked on or pushed or yelled at or whatever that then made your kid upset. And now they're upset about it. And then they can't focus because, and it's that ripple effect, right? So that kid not getting enough sleep is also impacting your child's education. Uh, A sullen fifth grader might bully your child daily because they are feeling so inadequate and because empathy was never instilled in them. So that emotional well-being that physical well-being of other kids will impact your child especially if they're in a more traditional school setting <coughs> but since we care about our whole society and all kids we want every kid to have those needs met so we need to do what we can to support those public schools that are providing for a lot of those kids because when we support our public schools We support our society right now, public schools are kind of under attack. There people are, uh, there's crazy laws that they're trying to pass to limit what we can teach kids. And it's like, they're afraid of the truth. And that's very concerning that it's, you know, the history that we were taught as kids is, is now too much that they don't want being taught to some of them. Um, or the truth that we found out since we grew up, they don't want that being taught to the kids. And none of that is is helpful. Um, Because a lot of it comes with a framing of being against the teachers. (coughs) And it comes from with this idea of, I should control what my child learns and, and that that individualist and we're forgetting that we're all in community with each other. And yes, there are times when we need to make individual choices for our own personal family. Absolutely. But we also need to make sure that all kids have those emotional supports, those physical supports as much as they can because it's impacting everyone. Um, so if you want to support your child's education, even if they're homeschooled, I would say you need to support your local public schools ask what they need. Um, they might need (coughs) volunteer time, volunteers to come in and read with the kids or help set things up, organize things, whatever it is. They might need donations, money, supplies. They might need help organizing for donations. Um, and even just supporting them on social media, speaking up if people are starting to, speak inappropriately about schools, letting them know it's not okay. Like we need to support our schools. And if they're not, if they're not what we want them to be, we need to work to make them better. Um. So remember that teachers care about kids. They did not get into it for any weird individualist greedy reasons. They, teachers became teachers because they care about kids and they want kids to learn. Um, Sometimes it's also because they're passionate about the subject matter that they teach. So it it gets them excited, but it's, it's not ever to get rich and famous, right? It's all about helping kids. So keep that in mind. They are, they have huge hearts, huge, um, and they need a lot of support. Beyond supporting public schools, we need to kind of support the larger community. So maybe you can let the schools know that if someone needs, uh, seems to have trouble with like drop-offs and pickups that they can reach out to you and you'll help them organize. You know, you, you can pick up their kid and drop their kid off or whatever. Like you guys can, you can be a friend to someone else that you maybe you've never met, but let the school know that you're up for that. Or, volunteer in, in wherever is a good fit for you, an animal shelter, a food pantry, the hospital, the library, on and on. Um, And I would also encourage you (coughs) beyond all of that, I would encourage you to advocate where change is needed. And this is one thing I was mentioning was, Too many high schools still start really early when we know scientifically that kid teenagers have a different sleep cycle. They stay up later. They wake up later. Now it is made much worse by phones. So that's on parents that need to kind of deal with that. Um, Have those conversations with your kids, limit their, their screen time, but ideally collaboratively with them and getting them to understand why and how it benefits them. Um, the kids, teenagers are biologically wired to stay up later and to sleep in later and they need a lot of sleep. So we really do need high schools, especially, but even into the middle schools, we need the schools to start later than the elementary schools. Um, younger kids wake up earlier. They are ready to learn at a much earlier time of the day, but high schoolers need to sleep in later. They need a later school time. So go to your school board, fight for later start times. Um, because those early start times are impacting kids' educations, which then impacts our whole society and how well educated our whole society is. It does matter. Representation matters. You know, we need to support, you know, send books in that show all kinds of families and all kinds of kids. Kids need to know that they're, personal experience is not only their personal experience. And that goes in a variety of ways, right? Like if you come from a very traditional family, you have a mom and a dad that are still married and you're white and Christian and cisgendered. If that's, because that's all that's in the books, obviously there's a lot of other books, but it, If that's all you're seeing, that's all you think is normal. If that's all you're exposed to, then you think anything outside of that is a problem and you then start othering people that are different. But if from an early age, you're exposed to picture books that have families with two moms, two dads, a child who's transgender, all of those things, black families, brown families, immigrant families, Families where a child is raised by grandparents or aunts, adopted children, like um, children with disabilities, all of that, right? You're representing all of these different situations. Then not only does that child feel seen, but that more traditional child also knows that there's a lot of other people out there and it's all good, right? They're all good people. They all want that same thing. They all deserve a good education. Because when we start othering people, we start getting into issues of bullying and feeling like an outcast. And, or feeling like you need to do something about those other people. And then you become a bully toward those other people. So there's all these different things that can happen that... can lead to things like school shootings. Um, but also an overall general sense of kids just not feeling safe at school. If your kid is witnessing kid, a bullying kid B because kid B is transgender, then your kid isn't feeling as safe. Even if they're cisgender, they're just seeing the bullying happening can impact your own child's feeling of safety. So we need to do everything we can to show, um, Sorry, to show that all kids, all types of families exist, and it's all OK. Um, no one is being harmed by it. Um, And of course, we also still need to stop those mass shootings. We do need those horrible weapons of war to not be showing up at our schools. So there's a lot of different, very reasonable gun legislation that people are trying to pass. And there's a lot of money behind stopping it and putting rhetoric into people's mouths that are preventing those gun laws from being passed. If you actually looked at the laws, you would probably agree because about 90% of people do agree that those are reasonable things that we should put into place, but they're not passing because of a little too much capitalism, you know, those gun companies don't have a lot of, mar- uh, much of a market anymore and they want to stay in business. So they're going to fund the NRA and the NRA is going to fund certain politicians who just refuse to vote for the things that the people want. So especially if you live in a community where you have one of those representatives, vote to out them, call them right now, write to them, post on social media at them um make your voice heard let them know that you are not okay with the way that they are voting and that you want your child to be safe and this is not about necessarily removing guns from anyone like i said this there's just very reasonable gun legislation being proposed so look at it and and take it seriously um because i really I would really love to see an end to all of these mass shootings. Um, And outside of public schools, like I said, one thing I meant to mention was, you know, we should feel safe at a grocery store. We should feel safe at a movie theater. Why is it more common in America for mass shootings than anywhere else in the world by far? Why are we an unsafe country? I thought we were supposed to be great. So I am not okay with it. If you have any similar feelings, I strongly encourage you to take action, strong action, vocal action, make it heard. Okay. I'm pretty sure my rant would never end if I don't force it. So I'm ending it. Um, your takeaway for today, a child's education is impacted by their feeling of safety. So please help all kids feel safe so that all kids can learn. Our whole society can benefit. And let me know what are you doing about any of those topics we discussed today? What are you doing to help make this country a safer place? Email me, Kimberlyn at decoding I cannot wait to hear from you. Thank you.